1: the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com.
2: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn.
3: Hello and welcome to Cutting the Curd, broadcasting live on the Heritage Radio Network. Today I'm recording from a parking garage somewhere in Los Angeles. It may as well be the moon because I have no idea where I am. But I'm very happy to walk- welcome back Lisa Hall, joining us live from Wisconsin. How are you, Lisa? It's a pleasure I to have you on the show again.
4: fantastic, Greg. It's good to hear from you
3: all. Yeah, Thanks Lisa Hall works on. for Saxon Creamery in Cleveland, Wisconsin. We've done a couple of episodes together. In the past, about the landscape of dairy in Wisconsin and the decline of family farms. And please check them out if you haven't already. Uh, Lisa, you and I met a few years ago when I attended a Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board sponsored trip to Wisconsin. And I really enjoyed meeting you. What struck me about you was your passion for what you do and what Saxon Creamery represents as far as quality and care for the land and animals and as far as that goes. And of course, care for the community and your customers. On today's show, I'd love to focus on the latter point point, community and the power of cheese to bring us together. I'd love to start by talking about the recent hurricanes and how Wisconsin and Saxon Creamery decided to help. Um, so what made you want to give back, Lisa? Well
4: that's a good question. Um, there was at least three major hurricanes that came through the Caribbean and the US Gulf Coast. Um, we understand that there was a lot of people struggling Um, They've lost their homes. They have damage to their homes. They may have lost family pets, or um, basically their lives are turned upside down. Um, They don't have a home anymore. Um, Just trying to hold things together. You know, the last thing they need to be thinking about is where their next meal is going to come from or having food on their table. Um, And it was really important for Saxon Creamery, um, as well as many Wisconsin cheesemakers give back because we feel so fortunate here. We don't have to think about these types of horrible, um, life-changing weather-related incidents like this. Um, So we always have our cheese to go back on, and we want to share that with those that um, really need something to eat.
3: So you sent some cheese down there?
4: We sure did. Um, We were really excited when we saw the first email come out. Um, They were looking for some cheesemakers to um, put together some cheese to go to Texas when the first uh, hurricane came through. Unfortunately, we were a little late on on getting back to them, so we missed that deadline. Um, Unfortunately, another set of hurricanes had come through in September. Um, I literally was supposed to be... Um, in Tampa at the time that it was going to be hitting the middle of that state in Tampa. Um, So my plans got changed. Um, I did not go down there. But I understand the state of Florida pretty well. Um, And it's just devastating, these hurricanes that come through. Um, And so when it came through, we knew that if there was an opportunity, we wanted to jump on this one and get some cheese down there.
3: And we did. That's that's amazing. (laughs) That's so sweet of you. And um, did you hear back from anybody who received your cheese?
4: Not as of yet, but that isn't unusual. Um, Right. uh, We actually donated a whopping 700 pounds of cheese. And for a cheese factory our size, you know, that's a considerable uh, donation. And we just wanted to send as much as we possibly could to get as many mouths and hands as, as we could. Um, the entire state donated 30,000 pounds of cheese just for the Hurricane Irma um, victims in Florida. That's a lot yeah. of Wisconsin cheese going down there. Um, and, and that really makes us feel good because we're able to give back because we are really fortunate here in Wisconsin. Um, we have not heard back from anybody, um, but that's okay, because I, I did visit uh, Florida in October, and yeah. um, I was on two parts of the state, uh, the Tampa side um, over to the Fort Lauderdale side, and they really, um, some places had recovered, some not so much. So yeah. it's okay. Um, it's okay that we well, have to know. From them. <laughs> you, well, no, you, know. No, you know, we know we did good.
3: Yeah, of course. You know, it's fun. It's, uh, I mean, that's what when you look back in the roots of uh, why cheese was created. It's made to sustain people when they don't have the ability to, you know, to grow food, to, to get milk, and to get those nutrients. I mean, that's what cheese is all about, right? That's why, that's that's right. why it was made in the first place. So um, it must make you feel good to be able to provide that substance and sustenance to people You know, for what it actually was meant for back in the old and old and old and ancient times, and as opposed to people who just want it because it tastes good, which is also okay. Yeah, (laughs) that's the bonus of it all.
4: But it is you're very, very, very true. Um, It really the the, there's several things that bring us together as um, you know as a nation, and its food is one of them. And so if we're able yeah. to provide a food and the food that we're good at making up here and we have plenty of it, you know, um, it means so much for us to be able to share that with them. That's
3: incredible. Many folks understand there's like a likely connection between factory farming and climate change. What are your thoughts on your contribution, you know, from that standpoint, since your passion lies in smaller scale and sustainable farming? Yes,
4: I'm sorry. I didn't quite understand your question, Greg.
3: So, you know, because you, 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 you understand that there's a connection between uh, factory farming and climate change. So what are your thoughts on your contribution from that standpoint? You know, so when you, when you put the two together, like you said, you're lucky to be able to produce in a place that is fairly stable. Uh, but oh, what, does, yeah. what does it make you think about? You know, when you when you when you send something down there like that.
4: Okay, I understand, and that is a good question. Um, we are fortunate because of where we are located in Wisconsin. We don't have the two oceans on either side of us, and and all those types right. of weather infrequencies. Um, um, we do have our struggles here. However, um, as far as say our farming goes here in Wisconsin, the farm that we get our milk from, um, they pasture graze all their cows um, for more than half the year. So really weather plays a huge part of of that farming component because we
3: need
4: rain and we need cooler weather for those grasses to grow. Um, So if we did have something like a drought for many, many months, of course, that's going to impact the feed the cows are eating, impact how much milk those cows are going to give us, and then essentially it impacts us on this end, how much cheese can we make and of what quality will it be. So yeah. there is a huge issue um, between the environment, um, how farms are farmed, and then what product can you make from that.
3: Sure. And also uh, the support that you can get, if you're, a sustain, if you're a subsistence farmer and you have to deal with, uh, with climate change and all of the, uh, you know, attendant problems thereof, probably would be pretty hard to get the extra bucks that it would take to change all of your practices to keep going, I would imagine. Yes.
4: And the farm has even looked at that a couple times wondering, because this, this is a more expensive way to farm. Um, to have your cows on grass, and to continue to maintain those pastures. Um, It it is more expensive for them, but ultimately they're so proud of the product that the the girls are giving them, the milk, um, and how much cream is in in their milk. Um, And and on our end, we're really fortunate to have that beautiful milk to make cheese with.
3: Yeah, we really are. It's really a great thing. What do you hope your customers and the victims of these two natural disasters take away from the gift Wisconsin cheesemakers were able to make to them?
4: Just like anybody that has had some sort of tragedy in their lives, they never will forget the people that stand by them and the people that help them. Um, I think that they will think about Wisconsin um maybe in a different light every time they either see the name or they see cheese or you know maybe a year from now and they go to the grocery store maybe they're gonna buy wisconsin cheese because they remember that those <laughs> are the people that helped them
3: yeah i have to say i've met i've met a lot of people from wisconsin over the last uh, 10 years or so um and yeah. ever since we opened up in chicago and uh you guys are good people. Very interesting, very interesting folks in Wisconsin. I really, uh, I really enjoy, enjoy meeting and talking to you all. And uh, your passion for the land and the agrarian part of your society and uh, your local, you know, your locality um, is very impressive to me. So, you guys are great. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about that local community and how um, we're given back to that thing. Stay tuned.
1: Hold on. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese. Period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply fourth-generation cheese makers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds. Delicious, fresh cheese curds. Or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cruz chirchois which was named 2016's world champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese. And once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com. And as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no brainer.
3: Welcome back to Cutting the Curd. We're talking with Lisa Hall of Saxon Creamery about giving back to victims of Hurricane Harvey and Irma. In this next portion of the show, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the local Wisconsin community and the sense of service at that level. Lisa, do you think that the Wisconsin dairy community is one that helps each other out? And if so, do you have any specific stories or examples of that?
4: Ah, That's a good question. Um, I have to say... I could bring this question a little bit closer to home. um, Oh, I would like that. (laughs) Um, More of a personal story than anything. But um, since I've been with Saxon Creamery, we've now been in business 10 years. Um, I was here from the start, and I see how we have grown and how we have evolved. Um, And one of the things that we really let our... Our guards down, and we started asking more and more questions of not only um, other cheesemakers, other farmers, other dairy professionals um, for help. Um, in the beginning, we didn't ask yeah. for help, um, and we had we made a lot of mistakes. And there is so many people in the state that have been put in place that are either experts in their field, um, they're scientists, they understand the components of milk and cheese and cultures. Um, that we have been able to reach out to. Plus, we in the last three, four years, we've made many friends amongst cheesemakers. Um, and, and, of course, there's, there's quite a bit of you know, elbow jabbing here or there.
3: Yeah, of course.
4: <laughs> we, and we, we always like a good competition. We, we love our cheesemakers. Yeah. Packs. But um, all in all, I could pick up the phone and call at least three or four cheesemakers today and ask them a question, and they would be very happy to help me. So I guess amazing. that's really what it comes down to: is that the resources are there, and if you are, um, you know, you have the ability to go out and search for the answers, they're very happy to help you.
3: I think, and this will lead me into my next, my next question. Uh, you know, from our prior episodes, where you know I was going to ask you, I was wondering if you had any updates on the landscape of Wisconsin cheese since we last spoke about the decline of family farms and consolidation in the industry. I would think that it would make you want to circle the wagons and understand that that rising tide lifts all ships and uh, if you don't have a community that sticks together and helps each other out you're all gonna you're all gonna you know you're die off alone, I would imagine
4: yeah yeah exactly and and you know um, thinking about a handful of producers such as um, Holland Family Dairy, they still have their own cows, and they take the milk and they make cheese with it. They they still have their own Mm -hmm. herd. We still have a homestead herd here where we just get milk from just one farmer. These manufacturers of cheeses here, especially the artisan cheeses, they still hold all those relationships that are really important with whom they get their milk from. And I think that's really important because I think the farmers are – hanging in there because they see that ours and cheese is on the rise um, people yeah. are learning more and more about the flavors that they can expect from these cheeses and um, the um, quality that we're getting um, when we make these cheeses and we're getting awards behind us um, I think it kind of comes full circle they're hanging in there because they want you know they see that their products getting put into a really good cheese. And, and yeah. hopefully we're sustaining them.
3: Well, so has, as the, has the sort of, of attrition, has that leveled out? Or are we still losing farms at a rapid rate? When I talked to Albert from Strauss last week, he was telling me that dairy farms in California are still disappearing at a rapid rate. And he's mm-hmm. putting a lot of effort into changing the practices, you know, in his own creamery. Or being, you know, thinking forward in, in his in his own practices in hope that he can pass those practices on on a larger level. Are you still losing a lot of farms in Wisconsin right now?
4: Um, I think it's leveled off. I mean, yes, we still are. Um, you know, that average um, herd size is somewhere between you know 150 cows um, for that yeah. size. But really, we 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 still are losing some of the smaller ones. Um, We're maintaining those ones that are around 150. And then we have the much larger um, um, farms that have, you know, thousands of cows. Um, And either which way that they choose to do their farming, they do it because it works for them. Um, I think some of the smaller ones that we may be losing are you know, it's a generation thing. Um, they don't sure. have someone to take over the farm after you know, say you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa are kinda of getting up in age and, and they don't have a younger generation coming up that wants to work hard, um, and, and enjoy It's
3: a twenty hour <laughs> a week job twenty yeah. hour a day job. I mean the <laughs> kids see that and they're like, I'm going to school, man, I'm gonna be an IT professional. That's right. <laughs> kids, you know, they they, they don't
4: it, it, you really got to have it in your blood. Um, you really got to yeah. enjoy it and not think about it as work. And I think that younger generation thinks of it as a lot of work. Um, what's yeah. the payoff? And I'm not yeah. going to be really rich, you know, and or have a lot of money.
3: Right. I um, see that. You know, I'm out here building a store in Los Angeles, helping me to build a store, you know, Italy, and we're busy. And I and I tell my people the same thing. It's the same thing. There's a, this is, we're working 18 hour days, you know, uh, to get the store up and running. And I tell these people right now, for right now at this poor part of your life, ask of yourself a little more than you can give just for a little bit, just for a little bit, try it out, try it out because it'll help you out. And I think that that's the important thing. The payoff is in the work and in the lineage that you protect and the way that the food system exists but it's very difficult with all of the distractions in the world to convince children who have an opportunity to go off and have fun and leave to stay there and do what mom and dad do and work all the time. Yeah. You know? I think or at least that's how I see it.
4: Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well,
3: hopefully hopefully when they go out they'll realize that, you know, that's a little bit of a soulless way to live and they'll come back home and protect what they what they've been, uh, you know, what's sustained them for all the years that they've been alive. I was wondering, just as a final question, is there anything new and exciting happening at Saxon Creamery that our viewers, listeners, viewers, listeners, uh, could could be interested in knowing about?
4: Sure, absolutely. Um, We're looking always to improving our practices and making um, the best product that we can. Um, We are looking in 2018 at becoming a certified non-GMO cheese producer. I'm in the application process right now, which is extremely lengthy, extremely expensive.
3: Sure. Um, Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Um, of course
3: it is. (laughs)
4: But we have two farms. Um, one of the farms is the one that we, we've always bought from. They are certified non-GMO. And we have another milk source, um, which will be certified non-GMO as well. And so we're really excited about that because that just adds value to our already, pro- uh, you know, good product. Um, sure. It may appeal to people uh, who are, you know, educating themselves on where their food comes from and what did the animal eat and how is it made. So it's kind of a value-added component to our cheese. We're That's pretty excited. great. That'll come in 2018. Um, something I, I'd love to just mention is that for the first time sure. in the, this 10 years, um, saxon Creamery felt like we were at a point in which we wanted to step it up a little bit. And
3: uh-huh.
4: I went ahead and um, submitted six cheeses to the United Kingdom last week. Um, yeah. Six of That's our best cool. cheeses. Yeah. Um, what did you get? True World is huge um, because they yeah. have uh, 3,200 uh, different cheeses that are submitted from all around the world. They come in on totally. trains, planes. Um, I think they even said the horse, uh, somebody, you know, Hot riding air balloons, horses balloons, Helicopters.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Anything that'll get it there.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited because not only do I feel like I have all the faith in the in the world here of our passionate crew of people um, at Saxon and Creamery, from our you know our plant manager to our our cheese makers to you know our sales and everything, I feel like we have just as good a chance as anybody in this contest.
3: So I'm really excited. Oh, you about sure you. do. <laughs> I, I buy a lot of your cheese, and I have. We have the Snowfield and the, yeah. the Evalon out here in L. A. Right now, we're introducing that. I sell a lot of cheese. I like you. I think you're a great person, but I wouldn't bring the cheese out if I didn't think it was really, really good. So I think you make great cheese, and I'm really happy to have it. And I hope you do really well at the World Cheese Awards. You know, I, I really that. do. I wish you luck. <laughs> But Thank I'm, you, Greg. I really appreciate it. Uh, yes, yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. You've been I'm our, have our to... biggest
4: supporter of uh, Snowfield <laughs> Cheese. That's for sure. You
3: know, I like it. I really do. I think it's a fantastic cheese. It's approachable. It's got a good texture. It's not expensive. Uh, a lot of times with U.S. cheese, and I understand the reasons, um, we've got a lot of esoteric products that's very expensive and not that available. And you guys really really make your cheese accessible on a monetary level and also the way it tastes and the texture. So thank you very much for making great cheese. And I also want to thank you for giving me a little bit of your time today. And uh, thank everybody else for listening. And I want you all to stay tuned for more Cutting the Curd from whatever location I may be at in the world. We'll get back to you next week. Thanks a lot. Stay tuned and ciao. Bye-bye.